Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Boom! We are live! What's Boom. going on? We, said, we actually said, we said that um, I've been doing like LinkedIn videos and live streams like this and different podcasts in different form for like years and years now. And we said we were going to try to cut together a video of me just going boom at the beginning of every single one because there's like probably 15 minutes worth of it. But that would be really awkward and weird. Uh, we, but, we need to uh, piece a bunch of videos that you're going boom, 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 and just make that the intro video. A minute of I, boom. <laughs> I bet you, though, we, we should, but I bet you they'd be, like, too similar. It's like those studies that, like, check on people and, like, people are such creatures of habit that they, um, oh, no, it's saying that it's having a problem uh, going to LinkedIn, and that's, like, the main spot. We got to see what's going on here. Um, having trouble streaming to LinkedIn. It's on LinkedIn's end. Double check to see if it's there. We can post something there telling people to go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll just post a link to the YouTube on the LA Blockchain Summit LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just saying that there was these studies that followed people and found out that in the morning when they brush their teeth, they brush their teeth like the exact same number of strokes every single time. So I bet you when you piece those things together, they'll be like weirdly, eerily, creepily similar. Um, let's, uh, let's, so, okay, while, while we're getting started, welcome to What the Block, everybody. Uh, and um, I'm Alon Gorin. I'm one of the founders of Draper Gorin Home. Um, and uh, Adam, I'm Adam. Wilson. I'm gonna say. I mean, you want to introduce me? I can. Introduce no, myself. I'm gonna introduce you. Adam Levy uh, uh, works with us at Draper hey, Home. He's uh, he is uh, an integral part, integral part of the team. He runs and manages our events. He uh, helps on on everything that we do. And you now know him uh, publicly from also being the host of um, Blockchain News every Tuesday night. So I'll throw this up here to tell you that Draper Born Home does a ton of events on Tuesday nights. We do Blockchain News on Friday mornings. I do with the block here. And our next big event is the Global DeFi Summit on June 24th. But we'll get into all that stuff. I'm going to also give a major shout out to Lunar Crush, one of our portfolio companies, because like I said on Twitter earlier today, they're like on the verge. They're about this close to uh, to hitting 100,000 followers on uh, on Twitter, and I think that's going to be a future measurement of if you're really a, a crypto OG. If you really were in crypto early, uh, you you uh, you were a follower of Lunar Crush before they had 100,000 followers. And today's probably the last day to be that. So you better go follow them on Twitter, uh, at Lunar Crush. But um, Adam, how are you doing, man? Dude, feeling good. I'm kind of surprised and shocked with what the market's doing right now. Uh, and it's stressing me out a little bit, but 
not because I'm over leveraged or anything, uh, but it, it's uh, Elon Musk tweeted some crazy shit that uh, dumped or supposedly dumped the market. Uh, but I think it's just a perfect opportunity to buy the dip and to keep going. Uh, but other than that, I'm feeling good, man. We had a good blockchain and booze. Lunar Crush came and called. We were supposed to have Gary V. He had his big drop. It didn't work out last minute. Uh, so the Lunar Crush guys gave in. So put up put up their logo one more time. Let's try to help them get to 100K because they were the real MVPs this week uh, with making a lot of the content possible. So shout out to John, Joe, and the entire team. I'm shaking uh, my whole computer by hitting this 8,000 times. Yeah, I'm going to shake my computer too. It's crazy effects here. Uh, other than that, you know, living the dream, another day in paradise. That's what I tell everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, what the block. I'm excited for this with the blog because typically we're always showcasing our portfolio companies, but this time it's all about us. It's all about Draper going home. Yeah, but I have a feeling that we're just going to end up going through all of our portfolio companies because I'm always, you know, talking to people about it and stuff. And really the best way to judge us is, is the portfolio. And it's also easier on our ends to not be totally bragging and, and full of ourselves to just point at uh, these other smart people we're lucky enough to, to work with and, and be a part of. Um, I was looking through, oh, where did I go? Oh, here. Um, now this graphic stinks now because it shows LinkedIn and we have problems with LinkedIn. So participate live is, is what I was about to say. If you guys comment uh, wherever you're, you're on, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Periscope, if you are um, watching on YouTube, you comment, ask questions, and Adam and I can answer them live. So, so do it. Um, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm seeing some people responding to the thread on Twitter, but that's not showing up on here. So, make sure you're in the actual chat of the video and stuff, and we'll uh, we'll bring it on the screen. Um, Dude, for starters, let's do for starters really quick because we always like give a quick brief about us. Let's go in depth about Draper going home, what we do. Uh, and how community focused we are and, and the things we try to achieve. Yeah, so, um, so you know, we, it's, it's interesting, right? So I was actually just thinking about this the other day because I was talking to David Blesnack from Total. And David is the CEO, founder of Total, and they are our uh, first portfolio company that Joseph and I sort of did in a formal way. And that was really interesting to think about. And I like went back to try and find, um, I'm like, the, you, you know this, and, and a lot of people probably know this, like they'll see it on Twitter and in different threads, but I, um, I'm a nerd for Google Photos, and there's probably not one person in our industry that I can't put in my own Google Photos and find pictures of from our various events over the years. And I like did a crazy job. Every event that we do, we take the professional like pictures and I dump them into my personal Google photos so I could like index them and get really nerdy about it because it's really helpful when you like are doing something like this and you want a picture of Adam and I've got pictures of Adam at the 2018 CIS you know in Los Angeles that you know sitting at the laptop manning the manning the, the booth right and stuff like that so I looked up pictures of David Lesnack from the first conference that we met him at and I was like trying to go through some stuff. And I started realizing this, you know, what year is it right now? 2021. 2021, right? So almost in 2022. It's 2021. And Joseph and I have been doing the conferences now for like six or seven years. And since 2017, 
we switched it to crypto only focused. And then in 2018, we started getting portfolio companies. It feels like we just started yesterday, like in some respects, like crypto is weird, right? So, um, uh, oh sweet, we got some, some good questions coming in already. So that's great. So like, it feels like it happened overnight in some respects. And then crypto, like we joke about is like dog years, right? Like every month is like seven. Um, and we, you know, I was looking at it, I was like, holy crap, we did the deal with, with Total in 2018. Um, and actually at that pre, Joseph and I doing the deal at a previous fund that I was at, I actually led an investment in, in Total. And so I was like trying to do the timeline math and realize like how long it's been, right? And because sometimes it's like, man, we're just getting started. And sometimes like, okay, like the dominoes are just starting to fall, but how many years did it take to get to this spot? So anyway, um, it, it was really interesting to think about time timing of all this stuff. But but that's also a good way to explain how we got to where we are and what we do. We started by just building a cool conference for the space and for crowdfunding and for online investing that was different from all the rest that existed at the time. At the time, if we went to a conference about the subject, it was just all the service providers, like the people who, like the accountants and the lawyers and the companies that were like providing products and joseph and i were in that category for a long time we we are startup entrepreneurs and had our own companies and but we would meet each other at that con those conferences and we were like where the hell are the people that actually invest in these deals on the internet where are the companies that are actually raising money on the internet none of them were at these conferences it was just the accountants and lawyers and so that's why we created our conferences we wanted to hang out with those people that's what we were passionate about we wanted to like meet the people doing the cool shit and so we created that conference and you know our first conference it was called crowd invest summit it was the world's biggest crowdfunding conference on our first one which wasn't that hard the second biggest conference was like five or six hundred people every year in vegas ours had like a couple thousand people at the la convention center it's pretty awesome but it showed that there was a huge need for it and at a certain point in our careers and what we did Joseph and I finally realized that we need to be doing these deals ourselves. Right. Because, whoop, that was yeah. a, 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 yeah. uh, but like the, um, you know, what we realized is like we created this conference. The conference wasn't a money-making thing. It was because we were like super passionate about it. We wanted to do it. And we never wanted to extract, like we were talking about bringing people into mainstream adoption in crypto it didn't make sense for tickets to cost hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars if the whole point of this industry is to create a level playing field for everyone to participate. So instead of squeezing every nickel out of the attendees and squeezing every nickel out of the people participating, we had it sort of paid for by sponsors. And then we just grew the industry just out of the love of the industry. But when we did it, we got to meet awesome companies like Total. And, you know, we, we, we were, We'd meet them and then we'd be like, wait, shouldn't we be doing something with them? Shouldn't we get something out of it? In 2017, every company was trying to give us tokens and stuff. And a lot of them were, you know, were not great companies. So we didn't want to do that. And after kind of learning and understanding the way things work, we realized like, here's the model. We're going to invest in the coolest and best companies we could find while doing this. And then we can use that conference to help them and promote them and, and do all that stuff. And then over time, we'll build a cool portfolio. And then by the time we did two, three, four companies, all of a sudden we realized like this, this is what we want to do. 
And then we really doubled down and made it our full-time job. We created at the time, we called it Gorin Home Ventures because at first it was totally private. Like it was just the LLC we called Gorin Home Ventures because we needed an LLC to do it together. And then all of a sudden when we decided to make it public, it was a little bit weird. If we knew from the beginning it was going to be public, we probably would have named it something like like cooler. Um, but uh, we did that. And then uh, later we joined the Draper Venture Network, put added the Draper name to it, and then it got uh, it, it grew up. You, you trying to share your screen? Yeah, I'm trying to share because these pictures are like very iconic and really symbolize like the beginning of what uh, Goren Home Ventures was, and then later manifested into Draper Goren Home Ventures. Looking at these pictures, they're, they're kind of uh, blurry, but I remember I did the first two, uh, two crypto invest summits in the first LA blockchain week with you guys uh, before going to Europe. And the conference that you guys did when I was in, when I was in Switzerland, that's when you guys announced Scoring Home Venture. And I was like, so cool. They're launching a fund. Like, it makes so much sense with all, everything that you can do in the conference. And I think this was the image that you guys actually announced. Uh, Goren Home Ventures, and you guys plastered the logo everywhere, and then shortly after, it became Draper Goren Home. Yeah, we there was one particular conference uh, where uh, where we um, just look up uh, Crypto Invest Summit, maybe right? Because what's really funny is there was one particular conference where we decided this is it. We're going to uh, um, we're going to announce that like this is the thing that we're doing. And all of a sudden, we started throwing our logo on everything. Like if you look, even at that, like this, the the one uh, that's a CIS right above, right above where you're at right now. If you see the stage, um, that purple stage above Wozniak over there, or that one that you're on right now, click on that. Right. We we didn't have like we weren't planning on uh, on DGH or, or Gorham, GHV, whatever we were calling it at the time, being like the full center of attention yet. We we're still doing it kind of. Kind of low key. Um, uh, I'm getting these weird things. Hopefully, we're still live. Well, we'll take this recording afterwards. So, like, we we still hadn't like fully embraced doing doing it that way and putting our logo on everything. But then there was one particular time, and I'll actually let everyone behind the scenes. We were already in a verbal agreement with Tim Draper to rebrand to DGH, um, but the lawyers were being slow and the deal hadn't been completely uh, done. So we had all of these slots because we were gonna announce Draper Goran Home. At the, that's an awesome graphic. Who made that graphic? I like I that. It takes so, I think maybe Decrypt or something. Oh no, the Coin Republic. The Coin Republic, yeah. So, um, so like we actually had all these slots. There's one year on the stage, you'll notice where the graph, our, our GHV graphic, is like a thousand times on the backdrop of the of the stage. It's hilarious, and it was because we were going to actually announce Draper Goren Home there, and the deal hadn't been uh, quite done yet in terms of legal stuff, and so we put our uh, our Goren Home Ventures logo on there, which is really awesome, and it was it was sort of like our planting our flag in the ground and, and doing the whole thing. It was it was really fun. Um, but, but yeah, so, you know, we, going back to us, right, we, we invest in early stage companies. Like we want to meet them before everyone else. That's like the superpower we get with our conference because a lot of companies um, want to launch at the conference or want to promote themselves at the conference. And they'll come to us a month or two or three before the conference and say, hey, 
we're doing something that's stealth right now. We want to announce it at the conference. And so we go to those groups that we like and we go, hey, well, why don't we do an investment? Why don't we do a deal? Because we want to we want to be first, right? It's, uh, it, you know, uh, if, if you learn anything from Coinbase going public and all this stuff is that people were bragging on Twitter about getting into investing in Coinbase when they had a billion dollar valuation. Now think about all the people who got in at the pre-seed stage and stuff like that. It's it, those are the types of um, returns that venture capitalists get that return their whole fund and then some. You know that's like a sometimes once in a lifetime kind of investment. Now it's only those once in a lifetime kind of investments when uh, you're able to get into them at the early pre-seed stage. And so from a analytical nerdy data standpoint that that's a good reason to do it but from our own personal standpoint like we're startup guys like we're more startup guys than we are investors so that's where we can add the most value and that's where we like to hang out that's why i'm on twitter posting random crap that i do and um because we're actually building stuff ourselves and working with our portfolio companies and doing things like that great story man it's a really good story so how many portfolio companies are we at right now? Uh, I think the number is 22 at the moment, which is really awesome. Uh, we're, we're doing docs with one right now that we've been working with for a while and it's been, uh, it's, it's awesome. Oh, I just got a, a tweet um, uh, related to Lunar Crush um, with uh, somebody said their bot, which is one of my favorite things in the world is, is coming on 10,000 followers, which is pretty yeah. awesome. But um, okay, oh, see, let's add this to the stream. Let me switch to here. You, you. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering. There might be some that aren't public yet too, that aren't even on here. But we're, we're at about 22 portfolio companies, and, uh, and, we're, we're growing. You know, uh, every day. It's, it's really exciting. I, I've got a question for you. Uh, what, what portfolio company? Let's. We've been talking a lot about Lunar Crush. So, Let's remove Lunar Crush from from the, the question right now. But at you you know joined us full time a year ago now, a year and a little bit ago, right? right. You've been you've met all of these companies, worked with all these companies. Um, which one at this moment are you most excited about, other than Lunar Crush? Because we just talked about yeah, this. yeah. Um, I'd say Prime Dow, uh, Prime Dow, and. Uh, Prime Dow and Superworld. Honestly, those are my my two favorite ones at the moment. With all due respect to everyone else, but I think because I purposely worded I, it to be what you're excited about right now, so you wouldn't have to play favorites. No, I mean my my excitement is is based off my favoritism too, right? And the reason being is because I was very hands on with Prime Dow, uh, and also with Superworld um, to to a certain degree, and yeah, I, I I'm I'm very excited. Primed out because they're really taking they're they're taking the whole concept of DeFi, which is super. The yields are very unsustainable. Uh, the interfaces are pretty shitty, um, and it's just not approachable by the everyday person. They're yeah. taking it under their responsibility and under their belt to solve that, uh, and they're implementing different uh, DeFi metrics and dif different DeFi safety ratings and stuff like that. Uh, and different, like really cool interfaces and, and products that really help mitigate uh, 
that problem and solve that problem. Superworld, because it's super futuristic and it's really betting, it's like such a long-term bet to see if the industry is really going towards uh, purchasing physical plots of land to monetize in virtual reality or, or augmented reality. And that's just like, that's as futuristic, I feel like, as, as you can get uh, and as creative as you can get. And plus they're doing very, very well. Um, so yeah, th those two those two are my favorite at the moment. Yeah, uh, PrimeDAO, what's really, really interesting and, and fun about PrimeDAO too is that I, I obviously we're, we're nerds for this stuff and they came, you know, the idea originally was doing DeFi responsibly and stuff like that and all of the products that put that together. But the kind of research uh, that they've put into the DAO to DAO relations stuff is, is huge. And if you think about almost all of this stuff, right? On one hand, on one side, there's the security token companies that are doing security token stuff like Vertalo, like um, uh, Onera, um, like uh, all, all these guys, um, uh, Symmetria. Symmetria. And, there, and then on the other side, there's the DAO stuff and, and all that. And then there's other things that are um, utility tokens, DeFi tokens, all, all this different stuff. And when you think about all these things, they are, um, uh, here, I'll go back to that since you're sharing your screen. But if you go back to that, all of these things equal completely reinventing business models and ownership models, right? So if we are, completely reinventing business models and ownership models, then thinking about how a DAO operates and uh, um, and runs is really, really important. And they took it to a different level. There's tons of people thinking about how a DAO will, um, uh, you know, thinking about how a DAO can run and the representation of each voter and all of these things. But what they took it to the new level of, they showed a normal large organization in the real world, and they show how it spidered out in the ownership and management and boards. And you know, Toyota Motors owns this and that, and it sparked this thing in my mind because my first job as a teller at a bank was at Union Bank of California. And when you think about that, like it's like, oh, that sounds like an old California institution, right? Union Bank of California. My first day there, I realized it's owned by like Mitsubishi Group. And I was like, what the hell is this, right? But if you think about that, every company or those big conglomerates are like that. Like they spider out with ownership everywhere. And they had a, a good point that like, that's how organizations, you know, sort of grow and run. And DAOs need to understand how they're going to work and partner with other DAOs and have ownership in other DAOs and say in other groups. And they started doing research on the DAO to DAO relations. And that stuff is just so, awesome in like in that it really is the future models right and you can look at vertalo and say okay cap tables on the blockchain really really important you can look at symmetria and and what they're doing and, and all the security tokens something about that inequity and then in governance and DeFi, there's that but then in the middle there's also the utility tokens and completely reinventing the business models rewards and, and on all that that's ha that's happening as well and that's just, I think, such a huge, 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 exciting um, thing. Then the next thing you you were talking about was Super Bowl. That's just crazy fun, but also you said you're right, like futuristic. So I went. I think it also takes the metaverse stuff and adds a different level of emotion to it when you tie it to the real world. You know, everybody when they go on the Super World for the first time starts searching. 
for plots of land available that are like really meaningful to them. And there's like an actual more, uh, 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 oh, there you are. Um, like there's an actual more emotional aspect to it when, um, when, when you do that. You know, like, like, I don't know, I immediately searched like the local, uh, yeah, you're going to Times Square, right? And there's uh, Times Square, South Korea shows up first. That's cool. <laughs> um, so, but like I, I went and I searched for my grandparents' houses. Like I searched for my my old house when I was a little kid. Yeah, you search all these things and it's like, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's so cool. And then you see the plots that have been purchased. I bought the lobby of the LA Convention Center where we do our events. You know, it's, it's just so much fun. And then thinking about how that can spiral out into different levels is, is really crazy exciting. Um, Another uh, reason I'm so excited about PrimeDAO is because a lot of this stuff is building the foundation of what's to become of DAOs, right? And we're a lot still in the experimentation phase. People, DAOs are building really, really substantial treasuries. Uh, and now they're releasing grant programs. And there's going to be some form of DAO to DAO interactions. There has to be, right? And all these collaborations across different organizations that live on the internet. And PrimeDAO is really like spearheading that research arm, right? And, and finding out ways and testing the boundaries of how to collaborate across different internet organizations in a meaningful and in a decentralized way. Uh, and that has always stuck with me uh, since their genesis, back when we started incubating and working with them in July. So definitely an exciting project. And, and Super Rare, uh, Super World, excuse me, I always call them Super Rare for whatever reason, uh, but Super World, like, look how cool this is. Like, I can go over here, right? Who's to say what I can do to this land? You got to get creative. But this land is already owned, and I can purchase it for one ETH, right? If we go to, let's see, let's do the Staples Center. Let's do that really quick. going to load. It takes a second when your bandwidth is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like, how cool is that? Uh, this is actually no, that's not the staple center. Hold on. You just you clicked on the wrong one when you uh, there it is. Also, this this whole interaction like graphics like, cool. Yeah, like is this oh. for sale, dude? Crazy. Like, I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> Somebody put it for sale for two hundred ETH. So let's um let's jump in right here. Okay, so some people are saying hi and stuff like that. If you're watching, feel free to ask questions. Um, I'm gonna throw this question up by Varun. Um, and let me switch the uh, graphic thingy. So, um, what types of companies you're looking at investing? We're crypto payments startup from Wyoming, early stage, looking for investment to expand. So this is, this is a good question because it lets us uh, talk about um, what we look for. So. You know, we want to invest in the best companies addressing the biggest problems at the at the earliest stages. Um, and so, you know, it's never too early. So um, go to our website to draperwarnholm.com and submit your info there. Um, but also feel free to reach out to us the way you're doing. Um, and we're, we're constantly looking for for exactly what I just said. And, and again, at the at the earliest stage. So, so don't be shy. Reach out show up at our events and you know we, we're not meeting in person quite yet but any moment now we are and um, and so make sure to, to reach out find mutual connections and all that um, you know I, I think right now the, you know it's it's really across the board because we're so early that 
it's still um, there's still so many different um, different uh, uh, opportunities, whether it's in NFTs or the metaverse or payments or or, or fintech in in general, right? But what I would say is that if you're doing a payment startup, you got to tell us sort of what makes you different from other products that allow crypto payments. And there's a bunch of them. And um, and so that that's that's what we'd want to see. But, but please reach out. Um, we're, we're looking for all types. So um, this is a funny uh, uh, comment. I just want to show this like a uh, few things in a row from Pravi. Pravi's a friend of ours, uh, or at least a friend of mine that I've known for many, many years. Um, yeah, he put, I'm enrolled in the Harvard edX Draper startup course this term. And he said, <laughs> looking forward to having uh, my homework graded by Adam. Are you involved in that, Adam? Or, uh, I didn't think you were. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still, still, still pretty funny. Uh, but Pravi, okay, so here's something funny, just, just a random side thing. I posted this the other day, um, uh, talking about Google Photos. I posted on um, Mother's Day something with my mom had, uh, had like over the years, uh, always shows me her phone with Bitcoin's price. But the day she learned about Bitcoin was in 2015. I shared some picture from that event um, where my mom did like a photo booth picture with, with Adam Draper at some local 805 startups thing where he talked about Bitcoin. And uh, Pravi responded. He was at that event and he responded with a bunch of pictures. So uh, he's, he's a super cool dude, got into crypto very early. Um, so. Adam, what, what, what should we talk about next? Should we go back to, to a few other portfolio companies? I could just talk about them all day. They're all like, you know, our uh, family at this point. So, um, yeah, let's do it. Also, if anybody has any specific questions, feel free. I, I will say something that we were talking about companies, you know, and when we were looking at the, at the list of portfolio companies, that was interesting to me and also something that people can consider when they are pitching to us is that a lot of the companies all fit together really well, um, like an ecosystem. And some, some do, some don't, but most of them, I can envision how the sum of the parts are, are sort of greater than the whole, right? And so that's something we, we consciously considered when we started making you know, investments in, in the Tezos ecosystem, for example. Um, you know, we invest in any every uh, cool company, regardless of which blockchain they're on. If, if we believe in it and, and don't think that they're doing something, you know, crazy. Um, but you know, the the idea is that there's so many that fit together really well. So when you see sort of Calamint, who's doing an NFT marketplace on, on Tezos, and they're doing really really well, and you see Stable Tech, who who offer the stable coins on the Tezos network like USD Tez and, and ETH Tez and stuff like that, you start to realize, oh, how some of these things can, can all fit together and create uh, a, a, an even greater marketplace. Um, so if you are a company that's pitching us and you see our portfolio companies and you see ways in which that you could help them or they could help you, that's a really great place to start at because like looking at one of our portfolio companies is doing incredibly well right now and just kicking butt, um, Rivet. Um, you know, I met them because another portfolio of a company of ours we mentioned earlier, Total, was needing a service like them. And when they uh, switched over to Rivet and told me how much better the product became and how much money they saved, 
um, you know, I instantly wanted to meet Rivet and talk to them and, and get to know them. And, you know, we, we ended up doing a deal with them and, and uh, investing in them. So it's, it's really important to kind of see how those things can work together because we're, we're very hands-on in that way. Uh, Patrick asked, um, anything to add about NFTs and blockchain gaming? Uh, there's there's so much there. Um, you know, I, I think, well, one, you, you saw Superworld there, that that's NFTs, and that's um, bordering on gaming, maybe not gaming yet, but, but it, it's bordering there. And, um, you know, uh, there's, Things like Calamint, of course, um, is an NFT marketplace that we just invested in. And I think what's interesting is if you look at Calamint, a lot of new gaming companies and things are starting to sell their assets on Calamint, people launching products uh, on the Tezos network. But I think blockchain gaming is, is really exciting. I think that actually, I would say pre-Doge getting as popular as it did, I would say that gaming is going to be the uh, the way in which most people get introduced to the blockchain because it's a natural extension of how you play a game. You know, in games, you uh, you you use in you know you, you buy things in game, but then you earn different digital goods. And there's even a long history of people taking those digital goods off the game or selling them on eBay or doing things like that. And and I think that's where it's going to get really interesting. We're just started. Like, even though there are some games that have been around a little bit, um, I love Splinterlands as an example. They're not a portfolio company. They're, they are a portfolio company of Blockchain Founders Fund, which we're really, really close friends with and partnered with. And they're just killing it. And I play, I play Splinterlands with, with my kids. And it's, it's freaking awesome. And I've also played uh, um, Gods Unchained in the past and things like that. It's, it's so much fun. Um, to play these games, but it's also fun to know that you could take the assets, throw them on OpenSea and, and sell them and trade them and do things like that, which is really, really cool. But I'll, I'll say Splinterlands, just randomly talking about games, has a really cool approach in that you don't need to know how to use the blockchain to participate. I sent a link to my son. He connected with his email address. He didn't have to create a crypto wallet or anything. He has one, but he's not allowed to use it without me looking over his shoulder. <laughs> um, uh, and um, and so I, he could just go on there, interact. He could share it with his friends so they could play with them. And then if they wanted to take it to the next level, they could take their assets off the game and bring it on chain and all that. I think that's the best approach because then you can bring in the casual gamers but then you can suck them in and then, you know, bring them into that, that world, um, which I think is really, really important. Um, I love, I love uh, so, so um, Adam, yes. we, uh, we're, we're, we're hitting, hitting the time limit in a minute, but yes. I want to uh, hit, let's, let's bring up, uh, oh, somebody's asking about a good crypto wallet. Um, you know, I, I won't recommend a, a, a maybe a specific wallet. You know, it depends on what you want to do. I, I would recommend if you start to have significant amounts of money in crypto and you're brand new to the space, um, you know, if start to learn about hardware wallets and stuff like that. But if you are, you know, casually participating, I know a lot of hardcore people will be mad at me for saying this, but having an account at Coinbase or Gemini keeping it as secure as you can is, is 
probably fine. They even have like extra security levels, like on, on Coinbase, there's like a vault product where like you, they have to text you. You have to have like a 48 hour waiting period to move the crypto out of it and things like that. And that's fine. If you're getting more into it and you're starting to have significant money and you want to participate on chain, you need to get a hardware wallet and, and keep the majority on there. Um, and then in that world, there aren't a ton of really, really great, easy to use options that everyone knows. There's a bunch, but the main ones are like a ledger or a treasure. Um, uh, and then, but everyone uses MetaMask or Rainbow or Trust Wallet um, and things like that. Um, you know, I, which is I, I used Rainbow, uh, still very buggy. But it has much better a much better user interface than any other crypto wall that I've seen. So props to them. Uh, MetaMask is the standard um, ledger, and then yeah, about it. I try to keep it simple. Yeah, ledger is good because if you're participating on the Tezos network, you can connect to the Tezos uh, wallets um, like like Galleon using it, um, yeah. and those are those are much more secure. And then. What, when we're talking about like MetaMask or, or Rainbow, that's an Ethereum-based wallet. So you can't participate on, on Tezos with that. So you might like the, the version of MetaMask for, um, for Tezos network is called Temple. Um, and, a version, and a kind of MetaMask version for Zillica network is called, um, is called ZillPay, for example. So I've got all of those set up, but you don't want to keep a majority of your funds on those because they're browser wallets, browser extensions it's not quite as secure as the other ones. But, you know, it's, again, long answer is it depends and depends what you want to do. Um, but uh, there, there you go. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to ask Adam, uh, uh, whatever. So everyone watching though, um, something that is, is, is really crazy important to us before, before we end as well, it are the events, and I'm going to bring that back up again, because the next one is happening on June 24th, and we just actually added a section to that website for people to nominate um, top companies and people and products in the DeFi space, so that we can we're going to do a sort of global DeFi award ceremony and, and award communities that are kicking butt right now. Um, and so make sure to check that out. In August, we added an NFT summit for this year. Oh, Adam, uh, you're sharing your screen. Let's bring that up. Uh, uh, oops, I gotta switch to that. There we go. Um, so, so we added that, but we're doing an NFT awards the month after, and then we're gonna have our big event at the end of the year. So, make sure you you check all that stuff out because these are really really big educational opportunities, and it's where we get our deal flow. And the crazy thing that's that's cool is that we make them so easy to participate in. All the virtual events are free. The in-person events are, when we get back to it, we don't even know if we will uh, uh, this year based on what the Los Angeles Convention Center allows us to do, um, will be easy to access as well, but we'll also live stream and make it free, which means all of the deal flow that we get and all the information that we get from these events, you also get. And that's the whole point of this industry, right? Everyone gets to participate and everyone can, can participate um, with no minimum investment requirements and things like that for a lot of these things, um, hopefully, right? Non-investment advice, all that fun stuff, disclaimer like we had at the beginning, but that's, that's what's really um, great. So please make sure you participate. And 
Again, the Global DeFi Awards is a chance for you to also share with us what you're looking at, what your favorites are. And so if you're um, a part of any communities, nominate those communities and tell us why. Like the coolest part about this, you know, you're, you're always roaming crypto Twitter. You're always seeing really beautiful projects like being birthed. You're seeing uh, total value lock increasing. But like, who are the people that we owe a lot of the success to? Like, who are the projects and the people and the individuals, the teams that are to thank for that, right? So that's why we, we want to celebrate them, really. We just want to give notice. We want to we want to celebrate them and really put the power in the community's hands to, to determine who are these people from the top, like DeFi Trailblazer, to the most accomplished developer, to the top UX, UI designer, because that's in, incredibly important for mass adoption. And then we're, we're attacking the maxis here, from the ETH maxis to the Solana maxis, Pezos maxis, uh, BSC maxis, et cetera. Nominate the best blockchain and layer two solution. And then we have a different products like lending, borrowing, saving, staking, insurance, DEXs, the list goes on and on and on. Meme coin, and most importantly, or just to make it a little bit more fun, the lemon project of, of, of uh, the year and nominating the biggest scam or largest rug pull project. Uh, that caught a lot of attention. So go to globaldefisummit.com <clears throat> forward slash awards and go nominate, go pick, go, go, go select and go submit. Let's make it happen. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Um, the, uh, you know, it's, I think that what's cool is we're, we, we opened it up to the, to the community, right? So um, it's going to be, you know, all of us voting and participating, and, and tell us tell us what you think, and tell us who you think should should uh, should win it, who you think should uh, should should you know should be nominated, and then once we get all the nominations, we'll we'll then put it up to vote before the event, and we'll probably announce it at the end of the event, so people participating in the event can watch a lot of the people who are nominated and help inform their decisions too. I think. We're, we're trying to figure out how we'll do it, but we'll, uh, it's so much fun. Another quick uh, uh, thing before we go, because we started with this, we should end this. I think today is going to be the, the Lunar Crush 100,000 follower day. They're at 97,300 followers right now. So go share Lunar Crush, tell people about it, and, uh, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. It's, it's, it's so fun to have such a cool company in our portfolio. And it's fun when, when our portfolio companies hit, hit awesome milestones. And, and of course, Adam, if you could bring back the uh, portfolio companies uh, page again, if you got it up. I shouldn't have actually removed your screen from down below. I think I, I did it wrong. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, but boom, add this to the screen. Um, so go to drapergarnholm.com check out all the portfolio companies because we touched on uh, a bunch of them but we didn't touch on all of them you know like you know we we didn't really get to talk about um you know gifts very much or accrue you actually saw if you follow this you saw adam interview mosin from accrue but i'll have him on soon i think that's a huge deal where people will, will start to to buy um i think this is going to propel real estate crowdfunding to a whole different level now that there's going to actually be sort of secondary trading and markets available and ways for everyone to participate in a meaningful way and i think it's going to be a way honestly like I, people are always asking like when is time to take money off the table 
And I think that, you know, my answer is always take your money off the table into Bitcoin and Ethereum because that's the safe long term where I think it's at um, when when you play in these crazy crypto DeFi worlds. But I think my uh, very soon my tune will change to the way you take money off the table is Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also real estate like you know, with the way inflation and everything's going, you need to buy real shit, buy actual things. <laughs> and this is a way where for a few thousand bucks, you can buy a, a portion of, of real estate. And you can buy many shares or just one share and it's digitized so you can actually take money off the table. You'll, you may be able to lend against things like that soon. I've had lots of conversations with people in the, in the security token space actually being able to use those assets as collateral, which means you'll have liquidity. But you also not happy holding dollars because I don't think any of us, if we're in this space, want to hold too many dollars. We'd rather hold assets. So that's a way to do it. And so I'm sort of I want to create a meme somehow that's like you know, you know, swap your gains for real estate, right? And uh, and I think that's crazy important. So, um, but we we talked a little bit about stable tech and, and Tezos. Um, uh, scroll up a little bit. Um, you know, like DGENs with sports betting, and that's happening on layer two soon. In Avesta, up above them, um, really smart team based out of Israel. We met we met these women six years ago, I think, and they've just continued to to kick ass and grow this product. Um, uh, you know, so Coin Squad, you're going to hear some big things in the in the short term. Uh, you know, literally in the next few weeks. Really exciting stuff. So. Um, just and Casper Labs, we didn't even mention them, but they 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 their mainnet went live this week. Um, we could have a whole, we'd have many multiple hours just about Casper Labs and what's going on there. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be uh, incredible. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jamie. The the rules, you know, what'll be interesting is to see if the rules in lending apply, um, you know, uh, you know, in securities. Technically, 99% of security tokens shouldn't be an issue, but for some reason, you know, uh, uh, well, because of governments not being very clear in what they do, everybody wants sort of no action letters getting clarification for if blockchain securities are, are any different. I think lending should be the same. The rules are clear in lending, and if it's a security token, then it's even more clear. Where, where, where it's unclear is when it's not regulated, but with a crew, and with uh, you know Onera and Symmetria and Vertalo, all these things are security token based, and securities are regulated, you know, a little too much probably. So it should be very clear that collateral, like like your house you own, uh, can be used for 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 lending against, and stocks that you have in your Schwab account can be used to to as collateral to to lend you. So security tokens should be no different. It's just. I think that the issue comes from there's no liquidity in that marketplace yet or not a lot of liquidity in that marketplace yet. And so it's hard for banks and groups to really judge the value of something, um, uh, you know, based based on that. Right. So if, if they don't know how much it's worth today or how much you could sell it for today, um, then they have to judge. Um, they have to judge that particular security token and understand, you know, what how they can, it can be used for collateral. So it, it'll be fun. I think uh, all that stuff is really coming. This last year has accelerated it. You know, 
immensely. And um, we're gonna have some fun. Oh, here I, I still have their graphic from uh, from when you were, you had them on. Check them out. A K R U. I'm excited about that. So, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe everywhere because also I'll, I'll come. I come live with our portfolio companies every week and sometimes randomly. So if you subscribe, you'll get the notification. So please uh, join us. Um, on these things. Uh, Adam, did I miss saying anything about DGH or anything we should be talking about? Um, no, if you have a pitch, go to draperborenholm forward slash uh, submit and submit your pitch and uh, stay golden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Have, have an, an amazing uh, weekend and uh, talk to you all soon. Cheers. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.